0: From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Wake up wake up, wake
1: up. wake up, wake up. WarChant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up WarChant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One ball. corner pocket.
0: Now here's WarChant.com's ass on hunch of Andy and Corey Clark.
1: What's up, everybody? Ranked Showdown, Dope Campbell Stadium, Saturday. Thanks for being here live. Wake Up War Champ presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill in Tallahassee, Florida. Coming up on today's show, whatever the folks on YouTube want to talk about. We're taking all their questions here for the next hour. Thank you so much for being here. Hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to YouTube, our channel on YouTube, that is. And subscribe to WordChamp.com, the ultimate Seminole sports source. And catch us over at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill tomorrow, or if you're listening to this as your Friday podcast, later today. 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock, Jeff Cameron, Corey Clark shaking hands, skin to skin. Contact. Might just be
0: Corey Clark. Uh, oh, yeah, Jeff's yeah. a little under the weather, and I feel like nobody would want him there mm. if he's been battling a sickness all week. So I think Jeff's probably going to stay away.
1: Okay, okay. Glad you said that. That's true. Shout out to Jeff, though, getting out of bed, knocking out a show for you folks. Uh, gave us his prediction on the War Chant Report powered by Cummins, so all that is uh, still functioning. Did over Coach the-
0: speak? Uh, which will be uh, dropping, I don't know, like an hour, right? As soon as we're done here.
1: Yeah, all right. Good stuff, good stuff. So uh, come do that. Hopefully, fingers crossed, our guy's feeling uh, better by Saturday for the pregame show over at Hotel Indigo. He and Tom Lang making things happen, getting you ready for the 16th-ranked Blue Devils coming to Tallahassee to take on the 4th-ranked Florida State Seminoles in a crucial, pivotal ACC Mm -hmm. showdown. Doors open at four o'clock over at the Hotel Indigo in College Town. Four thirty, the show starts, and then the post-game show, ten fifteen minutes after Florida State's victory. Gene Williams, Tom Lane, taking your phone calls, your comments here on YouTube as well. Uh, reveling in victory, reveling in a victory. Corey, after that win Saturday that we anticipate, at that point, should we go full steam ahead and start planning for Charlotte accommodations, uh, hotels, things like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, you can cancel things, but I've already booked a room in Charlotte. Just throwing that out there. So, yes, I would think uh, if, if they went on Saturday night, and I'm speaking to all of you, uh, because there's a chance North Carolina might be on the other side, and you're going to want to at least make that a, a 50-50 neutral site crowd. You don't, and North Carolina should not have more fans than you. I know they live in the state. You guys haven't had to go to Charlotte in nine years. Um, so, book it. The tickets, I'm sure, will be reasonable. I can promise you the hotel rates are more reasonable than what you deal with in Tallahassee. So go ahead and uh, if they beat Duke this weekend, go ahead and book.
1: Speaking of Charlotte, speaking of North Carolina, let's get to a question off the jump. Blue-collar chef, but not blue as in like, you know, the color blue, but the French blue. Mm, like
0: cordon yes. blue.
1: Cordon blue. blue. Blue-collar chef. Can Florida State get into the college football playoff if they were to lose to North Carolina in the ACC championship game? Hashtag null for life.
0: I mean, we're seven weeks away from that, so so many other games and scenarios have to play out. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they'd be in over Carolina. Like I was thinking, okay, well maybe Carolina's eleven and they're eleven and one going into that game, and Florida State's twelve and zero. Well, then after the game, both teams will be twelve and one, and North Carolina will have just beaten you. So, I don't think that two ACC teams are going to get in the championship or in the playoff. So, my answer to that would be no. I think there's a at least a decent chance that the winner goes, but I don't see how the loser would go. Right?
1: Well said. Yeah, no, I, I can't really think of any counter. But, I mean, you are right. There are so many other games, things but that are no happening. But there's no way you'd
0: get in over Carolina with one, if they have one loss too. Like, we're assuming – we're certainly not assuming they're undefeated going into that game by the premise here. But if they even if they have one loss, but then they beat you, well, they have a great win over you. They just beat you. You just lost to them. How do you stay ranked ahead of them? And both of you guys aren't going. So I, I would think it's uh I, I don't think Florida State is in that uh hierarchy that can lose its conference championship game and still go to the playoff.
1: Yeah, there's there's no way North Carolina would be, you know, maybe in that situation where North Carolina has two losses, but I don't think they would be in Charlotte with two losses.
0: Right. That's, that's, that's the math I'm trying to do. That's why I don't think it can happen. You can lose to Florida and still get in there. You could lose to Miami and still get in there. Perhaps Um, again, not trying to put that out in the world, but I don't know how you could lose. You have to win the conference championship game to get the playoff. If you're Florida state, I think.
1: Yeah. All of the sec can get away with that. Well, the Big yeah. 12 did last year too, though. TCU lost here. But you have yeah, to look and the so Big Ten could
0: The Big 10 could too, frankly. Whoever gets in that Big 10 and loses, if I was t- yeah. 11 and 1 and you lose 13 to 10, but you beat Penn State and Michigan, you could probably get in. I was not getting in. Well, then, yeah. No, then why wouldn't I be ahead of Ohio State? Yeah, man. I don't know. Great question, blah, but I don't know.
1: Um, if you're a member of warchant.com, And somebody was asking us to integrate this into the show, and it's kind of hard, but I went ahead and and planned it out a little bit. If you're a member of Warchant.com, you can save 10% over at Garden and Gold every single day. And then there's also promotions during the week that are a little deeper discounts, sometimes like 25% off items. But we have an over-under contest every single week over at Warchant.com on the Tribal Council. If you're a member, you can enter. It's totally free. You only get one entry, though. But if you win, you get a $25 gift card to Garden and Gold. Corey, I, I haven't published it yet, but these are the these are the the props I'm putting out there. I would like your your thoughts on whether or not I should tweak them or if they're good.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: first one is Florida State total points scored. I'm going with 29 and a half.
0: Man, I thought you meant props as in like carrot top. Like I thought you were going to have oh. like a head of lettuce on a stick or something.
1: Or like You're talking jug- about like prop or jug- bets or whatever.
0: Um. Okay. 29. Well, everybody's going to pick the over on that.
1: Okay. Right. I would
0: make it like thirty-four. Ooh. Or thirty-four and a half. I think that's more that's gonna get you more action on either side. There's not gonna be there'll be three people that take the under on twenty nine and a half.
1: Okay. Uh Keon Coleman all purpose yards, one hundred twenty four and a half.
0: Good one. Very good. Very good okay. number. I like that. I like that.
1: Uh, Jordan Travis interceptions thrown point five.
0: That's another good number.
1: Uh, number of times Florida State punts, three and a half.
0: I think most people are going to take the under there. I would say two and a half will get you more, more action on either side.
1: Uh, they punted like four times against Syracuse, though. But I get it. All right. All right. Uh, Florida State time of possession, 32 minutes, 15 seconds.
0: All right. Sure. Is that, I haven't looked at Duke's uh, T.O.P. I don't know what they, what they
1: uh,
0: ordinarily was, have. Uh,
1: Twenty seven minutes one second for Florida State.
0: Oh, all right. So that's what Florida State averages is twenty seven minutes?
1: Well no, that's what they had against Syracuse. I don't know what their average time of possession is. I don't think No, that's- I said
0: Duke. I don't know what Duke's average time of possession is. So I, I don't know oh, if Duke, Duke. 32-15 would be a lot against a Duke team or uh normal. Um so yeah. Sure. That sounds good to me, buddy.
1: All okay. right then last one, Jared verse total uh, Jared Verse sacks half.
0: Yep. I like that, too. Good. Well done, Aslan. Well done.
1: All right. So uh, tweak the total points on the over under so 29 and a half Not because, uh, yeah, Florida State right now, 12 times, 12 consecutive times, they've scored 30 or more points. Penn State, the only team with more at 13. Yeah, They're playing Ohio State this weekend. Probably going to end. So Florida State could find themselves having that distinction if they can put 30 on this rather stingy Duke team.
0: And they said it's the second longest streak in ACC history, the 12 straight. I have to imagine um, the 2013 team is the – they they scored over 30 every game that season, didn't they? Or am I, am I misremembering? They had to have. Yeah. no. no. And then ended up going into 14, they scored. Over, so they, I don't know what their streak ended up being, but it was quite a lot. Yeah. But they said it's the second longest streak in ACC history, so that's cool.
1: Represent represent uh michael lee our guy here says good evening gentlemen as always thank you for the great content just renewed my war chance subscription for another year
0: there you go michael well done mr lee
1: appreciate you man look forward to great content to come absolutely there will be any idea on if mass rotation of players that we employ is helping longevity and health or hurting lack of stats uh, or hurting recruiting hmm Okay, yeah. so the fact that they're doing mass rotation, is it helping recruiting by showing players that they're going to be taken care of and their, their bodies will be healthy, yeah. or is it hurting because they might not get the amount of reps, snaps, stats that they want?
0: I would I would lean heavily towards helping. Um, I think when you go into homes or if you're on the phone with someone, the, the, the kids that Florida State is now recruiting, their dream is to play in the NFL. They do not want to be chewed up and spit out playing 75 reps in college football for three straight years. That is a great selling point is like, look, we have one of the best defensive ends in the country, one of the best. And we play him 40 snaps. He is fresh at the end of the season. He's fresh at the end of the game and he will be fresh for the combine. He'll be fresh for his rookie year. He'll be fresh, hopefully for his second contract. They, I think it, I, I can't imagine I mean, I guess there is a chance that you could be like, well, I don't want to go to a place where I'm only going to get 27 tackles in a season. But, you know, if you're good enough, like Jared Verse isn't going to have incredible stats this year, he's going to get drafted in the first round. So I think that's that's who you point to, is, is this this coaching staff is not going to run you into the ground. They're going to recruit a lot of guys around you. You're all going to get to play, and you're all going to be fresh for the for your professional career. Mm. And also... You might get to play earlier than you would if you went to a school that just played four guys the whole game. It's harder to break into those rotations. But if you're playing eight guys, it's easier to break into a rotation.
1: Uh, we can't confirm this, but he's got a nice headshot. He's wearing a suit. Uh, he's got a great head of hair, too. So we'll give him benefit of the doubt. Rated BG from the last game of 2012 to the second game of 2014, 17 consecutive games over 30 points.
0: So Clemson, the the smag game was the one that wasn't uh but I thought that was the third game. I thought they played Oklahoma State and then uh like Charleston Southern or somebody. Um,
1: tune up, yeah.
0: Yeah, tune up before Clemson. But either way, okay, that makes sense. So that's what is that fifteen like seventeen or eighteen straight? All right, that's cool.
1: Uh thanks, rated BG. Appreciate it. Um uh, let's go to David Walker. Any chance we can rotate punt returners instead of having our superstar return punts when we're up 42 like against Southern Miss?
0: Well, uh, I I bemoaned it when he uh when he was back there for the final punt against Syracuse. I thought that was dumb. I didn't think he needed to be back there for that. It was 34 to 3. The game was over. They were punting. There's no need for him to take um any needless hits or or make any needless cuts. Like the the game's over. Keon, you've done enough. Um I don't think they'll rotate them until the game is uh over, but yes, absolutely when the game is over, they absolutely should rotate it. Okay.
1: Shout out to our guy out there in Huntsville, Rocket City Knoll. Apparently he's now Ice Cold Knoll 06.
0: What happened there, you think?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh just be with the record that.
0: label like Prince, how Prince had to go to the symbol Formerly
1: Prince. Uh Still rocking with you guys. Nice to be back where we belong. Amen.
0: Amen. And, ice, ice cold. Nolo six.
1: We guess we'll call him Rocket City Nolo. I know.
0: It? I want to, but it's good seeing you again, man. Thank you for checking in.
1: Will Davis, have we seen an in-game Jarrell Power sighting yet?
0: I think I, I, I want. I say I think, and then I was about to follow that up with absolutely, which is uh, that those are polar opposites. Um, yes. I think we've seen him, right? Yes, he according, has played. He was not. TF- Go ahead. He was not available on uh, in the last game. He was not dressed out. He was in uh, warm up. So do with that what you will. Uh, we're not allowed to comment on certain things, but just know that he was uh, uh, he did play earlier in the season, and he was not available on Saturday against
1: Syracuse. According to PFF, ten total snaps on the year. One as an inline tight end blocker. Six lined up in the slot. And then three on field goal or extra point protection. So 10 snaps for our guy, Jarrell. So there we go, everybody. Um, Thomas Smith theory. Well, that's not his name. Thomas Smith has a theory. He thinks Duke's defensive numbers are overrated. The best offense they played was Clemson, and that was with a first-time, well, not first-time OC, but uh, a brand-new OC and a quarterback making a second start. I just don't buy their numbers.
0: Thomas Smith, it's a very good point. Uh, there, there, is, there will be a story on War Chant uh, later tonight or tomorrow uh, reflecting that. Um, because the offenses they have played, Clemson's the best offense they've played by far. And what do we think of the Clemson offense, Aslan? Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. meh. Um, notar- so Clemson, I think, is 37th in the country in total offense and like 44th in yards per play. Meanwhile, Florida State is eighth in the country in yards per play. Um, in seventh in scoring, um, Notre Dame, I think is the next best offense in terms of total yards. They're like, I think, 55th, 53rd. And then you drop down to like NC State is 98th, uh, UConn is like 113. And who was the other team they played? Oh, and, and there was Lafayette. another one. No, uh, uh, there's another one too. Yeah, Lafayette was terrible too. But I feel like there's another one they played uh, Northwestern,
1: UConn. Yeah, NC- Northwestern.
0: Northwestern and UConn are two of the 10 worst offenses in the country. NC State's the 98th best offense in the country. So, and I pointed this out, but that's a very good point. Like, I, I, I get why you wouldn't buy it. The, w- the one counter you have to that is, you know, it's still, you still have to go out there and stop teams. And what they do very well is they don't give up busts. They don't just let you – like, what. look at the Clemson game, man. Clemson kind of moved the ball at will against them. You know how many first downs Clemson had in that game, Aslan? 20.
1: 29. 29, wow. That's That's
0: a ton, but seven points because Duke never gave them a big play. They never let Shipley get out for a 50-yard run or a 70-yard pass. And as the Clemson kept moving the ball down the field, they were bound to make a mistake, which they did. That's what this defense does. They don't give up the huge play, typically. Um, they keep everything in front and kind of wait for you to make a mistake. So um, that's where the numbers hold weight is that they still went out there in these games and gave up seven points, seven points, seven points, three points, 14 points. The most points they've given up all year was 21 to Notre Dame and they had given up 14 with 59 with one minute to go. And then Sam Hartman runs for uh, 20 yards on fourth and 16. So they are a good defense and they are disciplined, but they have not seen anything like anything in the, stratosphere of what they're going to see on Saturday night. They have not faced an offense remotely close to what they're going to see on Saturday night. That does not mean they can't stop it or at least slow it down by any means. They are very good defense and they're very well coached. But yes, I do think you have to factor in the offenses they have played against to this point have been dreadful.
1: Roll them out there, Roy. Shout out using a uh, screen capture of the war chant feed of, I think Roy's last dance here in Tallahassee with the, with the heels.
0: Okay. All right.
1: My dudes, the 2008 season came up on wake up war chant. It had me think, when did it, did did we talk? When we talk about 2008,
0: maybe yesterday's show.
1: All right. I think It it came up. Yeah. I'm talking
0: about the wake forest game.
1: Ah, 12 to three game. Never doubted you, Roy. Never doubted you. Arby's, huh? Corey.
0: Well, Brady ate it. I just got a Diet Coke. Okay. Got him the... uh. Well, I, hey, they're not a... I they're tried to cover spots. it the first time. Right. I tried to cover the cup. So I, we don't want to give free sponsorships. But the ice is melting, so I got to drink it before it goes down. There we go.
1: Were the receiver rooms from the late 2000s to the early 2010s underrated? Clearly a strength of this team. How do those days compare? Man. Man. Wow. That's Hungary. a
0: random question. Roll it out. Roll them out there, Roy. I love it though.
1: I I've got the 2008 roster in front of me here. Here here are some of the, the wide receivers.
0: Well, Preston Parker for sure, right?
1: Yeah. Avis Comack, Greg Carr, hmm. uh Taiwan Easterling, okay. Jarman Fortson, yeah. Sweet Lou Givens, huh. Richard Goodman, yeah. Um Rod yeah. Owens.
0: Rod Owens could play, yeah.
1: Old school Rod Owens. Burt Reed. Uh, Corey Cerency. Cameron Wade. Um, yeah, man. Interesting so that was film. 08.
0: And then in 10, you had uh, Rodney Smith came into the mix. Willie Halstead came into the mix. Greg Dent um,
1: didn't do well. But Easterling was still here. Um, Willie Halstead, as you mentioned. Uh, yeah, man. Burt Reed still kicking around. Kenny Shaw on the scene. Rodney Smith on the scene. Um, Yeah. Underrated? I don't know, man.
0: I think they were rated about right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody thought they were, it was the Fab Four or anything. Um, But I I think people appreciated that they did have some dudes that could play, like Preston Parker could play. Um, Richard Goodman. Do you know Richard Goodman's claim to fame? I think this is true. That he caught a pass in the NFL. Cause he played in the NFL and he caught a pass in a game like a 28 yarder. And then he fell to the ground and then thought, thought he was still in college and the play was over and just left the ball on the ground and they recovered. The other team recovered the fumble. And that was the last catch he ever had. I I hope that's not right. I hope that's not the only catch you ever had, but I know he had a catch for like 28 yards and then immediately fumbled it because he just put the ball on the ground. Uh, Rod Owens was a good college football wide receiver. Um, they, the, I guess I would say, how did the, how did those days compare? Let's try to be a pol- – to me, it's like a lot of portiers and a lot of, like, Williamson-type guys. Good players, guys that could be good in the, in the right system with a lot of at-bats, but certainly not the strength of the team. Like, there were no Keons or Johnnies on on, on that team.
1: Brutal. Brutal, yeah.
0: So I was right. So that was his only catch in the NFL?
1: three? Well, at least that was it's not like he got cut because of that. He still played two seasons after that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I didn't I didn't realize that. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: That would have really hurt my chest if that was the case, man.
0: Yeah, if that was he played three games and that was his last game and they cut him. Uh, but that was the last time he caught the ball. Uh, so his one catch, he slid to the ground, laid the ball on the ground and ran off and they recovered it.
1: Hmm. Oh, we got we got the old hog watcher in the house, y'all. Nice. <laughs> What's up, Hog Watcher? What's his avatar? Uh, just a uh, offensive line squatting down, getting ready yeah. to uh, snap the ball. Thanks, Hog Watcher. Ten bucks. So that's a that's a new name. I don't, think ever, I don't think I've ever seen it before. So hyped for this game. Could not wait to listen to this tomorrow as the pod. So I'm listening live. First time sending money. Okay, well that makes sense then. Thank you both for all you do, and I thoroughly enjoy both your personalities.
0: Hey, wow. thanks, Hog Watcher. That's nice, and thank you for the uh, for the tip. That's very hey. nice as
1: well. Appreciate. It. If you got a question, go ahead and shoot it over our way. We'll uh, we'll pop it up here on the screen. I have a question
0: for Hogwatcher. Watcher. Uh, what what do you like about Aslan's personality?
1: <laughs> that's rude.
0: I'm <laughs> Just kidding, buddy. Yeah,
1: that's rude. Let's see. Hey, I want
0: everybody to know. I wouldn't be doing this with someone for six years if I didn't enjoy it. I would yeah. tell Gene, go me, go find somebody else for me.
1: Whoa, whoa. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, I'm saying I yeah. I enjoy it. I there's no so I I like doing it.
1: Why couldn't I go to Gene and say, I want somebody else, huh? Yeah, Good right.
0: Week. Good boy, are you crazy. <laughs> i run war chant.
1: Um, let's we'll kick this around for a little bit. I've, I've seen a thread on the Tribal Council that's yeah kind of split down the lines. Robbie Myers looks like he's maybe actually inside of Doe Campbell Stadium with his family and his avatar here. So shout out to the Myers clan. What are your thoughts on the Board of Trustees? Do they get credit? Or the blame for this is it them that are reducing the number of seats, or is it boosters? I, I wouldn't
0: think so. I would think it's the boosters and yeah. the uh, you know the athletic department, athletic administration. Yeah, let's not the board point of trustees you. votes on stuff like they, yeah. they they can approve the revenue for the renovations, but I don't know that it was their idea to reduce the number of seats. Yeah.
1: What are your thoughts on reducing the number of seats in Dope Campbell Stadium? I'll be losing my season seats that I've had for fifteen years.
0: Um. Well, that's a shame, and I'm not being sarcastic there. I feel bad for uh, – and I and I think I come at it a place, Aslan, because my dad had season tickets for my whole lifetime up uh, until he passed away in 11. Um, and you couldn't then, keep
1: it going? You didn't want to keep it in the family?
0: No, no. no. Plus, you know, it was 11. They, He died – well, no, they were supposed to be good in 11. No, we just didn't. Did I tell you that we used to have – so we used to have like six tickets in the stadium, and then he had four, like – it wasn't called the champions club back then, but whatever that university club was yeah, that yeah. the champions club became, mm-hmm. he would have tickets up there. And so every game I would give those to people, like give my dad, cause he was passed away. He was dead. And I would give them to people like, Hey, go up and watch the game from the, from the suite from uh, it's air conditioned. You can go outside and like halfway through the season, the ticket office called me and told me I couldn't do that anymore. Cause technically um, they had to, John Clark had to be using those seats. And I'm like, well, John Clark is dead. And she goes, I'm really sorry. I know, but we have rules and you're not allowed to. And I'm like, okay. So that kind of soured me on keeping his tickets going. Real quick.
1: Real quick. uh, One of my best friends, his uh, baby daughter uh, was in NICU for like, I don't know how many weeks. And he couldn't go to football games back home in Tampa. And he had season tickets with the Bucks for like 10 years. And so he started selling his tickets. I guess maybe not on the official resell value or market or whatever they found out in the panorama shot, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they zoomed in and, and noticed that he was, there's different people in his seats all the time. So they they revoked his ability to buy season tickets.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, that's fun. That's good, good times, nice. fun yeah. stuff. So but so my point being that uh, I, I certainly have sympathy for people that, and it's not just you, Robbie, it's a lot of people that are losing their seats or um, are going to have to pay an outrageous sum of money to have the rights to purchase those seats. Um, and I wish it wasn't that way. I don't know how it's to say it more. I, I, I'm trying to be as diplomatic as possible. Um, I hate the PSL world that we live in. I absolutely despise it. Um, it makes a little more sense in the NFL, I guess. I, I just don't understand how you do that to boosters who have given you so much money to then say, all right, now give me more money just for the rights to buy tickets because the $80,000 you've given me in the last 10 years isn't cutting it. Um, so anyway, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I don't like that you're losing your season seats. I I, I I think you should be grandfathered in. I think everybody should be grandfathered in at, you know, if you're willing to pay whatever the, the uptick is, then you should be able to stay there. But I don't know the PSL and losing seats. It, it, it's, uh it just, it's, it's, um you know, sad. Depressing a little bit, and it's not just a Florida State thing. That's why I'm being so open about it. It's not just like Florida State does this; they all do this. Um, so,
1: yeah, I feel like a little, you know, whataboutism or like on the fence on this because, like, I was in favor of them reducing seating. I just, yeah, I'd rather play in a sold out, hard to get, seventy two thousand seat stadium than, or it's going to be sixty eight. I think they're going to go down to because right now it's like what seventy three or so. I think. Um, uh,
0: yeah, 75, maybe. Yeah, it was well, 83. I know that.
1: Yeah, it was 83 back in the day. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to like all those empty spots that you'd see in a stadium. So, but unfortunately, you know, with less demand or less supply, you know, some people are going to kind of get left out and, um, you know,
0: are they, and are they, redu- some of it is reducing it. Uh, well, they're, they're, they're renovating the whole thing. So yeah, the reduction kind of makes sense. It would be cool if when you reduce these seats, you can figure out what to do with the champions club seats. Because those always go unused. And they have since it was built.
1: Hey-oh. T. Giddy in the house. Thomas Giddings, (laughs) y'all. 20 bucks in the jar.
0: Thank you, Thomas.
1: Wake up. Good evening, Corey and Aslan. Corey. Jermaine Johnson said he was bringing a special guest this weekend. Is it Brady Clark? Or will he just end up with them?
0: (laughs) He'll end up... uh, He'll probably end up at recess with Jermaine and Dalvin at like uh, midnight after the game. I assume it's Dalvin. Uh, thank you again, Thomas, for the tip. That's very kind. Don't I mean, I don't know who else it could be uh, from the Jets. Um, maybe, uh, who's their head coach? Robert Sala. There you go. Could be Robert Sala. Uh, could be uh, Aaron Rodgers. Again, 8A Ron. He wanted to be a knoll he uh, way back when, or so he claims. Um, so, yeah. So, I hope it's Dalvin. I don't know how many times Dalvin has been back since uh, since he left. I would also think it would be cool. And this is me completely speculating. I have no I have no uh, I don't even know if Dalvin's coming. So certainly I have no idea if this would happen. How about a spur of the moment retiring a jersey?
1: Leon Washington. Oh, no, Dalvin's. Dalvin's. Oh, bring him. oh, I would say like bring Leon with you too.
0: like throw that number four up there at halftime yeah, yeah. when you bring him out on the field.
1: Well, yeah, maybe I, him or like Keon and him can do something, like, you know, changing the Well, they're not
0: retiring, at retiring it, retiring it, because they no. don't do that anymore. You just no, retire no. his, uh, well, they say that you retire the jersey, not the number. Yeah. So yeah. you retire Dalvin's jersey, you throw it up there on the scoreboard somewhere.
1: I'm not opposed well, to it. I don't know who would welcome. be. He I mean, definitely I'll,
0: will have it done at some point. Yeah. Um, so might as well do it when he's in town for the big game against Duke.
1: Thanks, Thomas. Appreciate you, man. Z-Chan's here as well, everybody. Z-Chan riding up with U.S. Grant in his back pocket and throwing it in our faces. Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. Z-Chan.
0: Z-Chan's the man. Saw him at uh, Indigo uh,
1: a couple
0: weeks ago, maybe.
1: Oh, I forgot. That goes there. Sorry about that, friends that buy in the energy. I didn't have a permanent marker in Orlando, so we didn't get Z Chan's name on the pillar, but he is a pillar. We just yeah. gotta we gotta figure this out somehow. Get and all it, just sign
0: it in Charlotte.
1: Yeah. There we go. Evening gentlemen, I think parenthetically hope that all the war chant guys except Matt are low on how many points we score. Yeah Matt Matt swung for the fences.
0: What uh, did Matt say?
1: You Gotta go watch the video. Oh it's sorry funny. I
0: don't want to give it away
1: I think we can and should hang 40 on Duke. Hope Matt and I are right. Might see y'all tomorrow night at CP. Can't wait for Saturday.
0: Don't tease us, Z-Chan. Either you're going to be there or not. Don't say maybe. Come on, man. Uh, and tell your uh, your better half uh, that Stephanie's very appreciative of some of the stuff that uh, she did for her in the last uh, month or so. Oh, I guess Steph's probably told her that, too, so I don't know why I had to say that on air. But I did. Z-Chan's got a nice wife. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man, listen, Florida State's capable of putting 40 on anybody and everybody. Um, but it's gonna to be tough to do it against Duke. Not to say they cannot. Uh, I would be very surprised. I I don't have them scoring 30. I think the streak ends on Saturday. Oh, okay, all right. Probably wrong well, about So you
0: gave yours away.
1: But I didn't tell you exactly how many points I think they're gonna score. And he said that, you know, Matt, 40. You can context clues, put it all together. Man, if they put 40 on Duke, I will whatever's below shocked and above surprise. I'll be in that okay. spectrum yeah. area there.
0: I, w- I will say uh, one one way I can see the game going is Florida State's offense does catch a rhythm, uh, does maybe score, maybe has 28, 27, 30 points late in the third quarter. But knowing the only way Duke can get back in the game is to hand them the ball, like a pick six, a strip sack, something awful. I, maybe at that point you play field position because you have like a 30 to 10 lead or a 30 to 13 lead. And you're not just balls to the walls trying to score to get to 40. You've got your 30, your defense is playing well. This is how I could foresee it going, not predicting. And so that's why they don't push the gas and try to get to 40 or 45 or something like that. Also, Duke is good defensively and they're, they're tough to score on. They have proven to be tough to score on again, as Z Chan would probably point out, Florida state isn't UConn.
1: Mm. It's true. This is true. Yeah, I mean, they, they, despite their struggles on offense, I, I was doing air quotes on the podcast. You couldn't see it. Uh, yeah, they still just put points on people like it's their jobs. Yeah. Um, probably because they're focused. Not sure if they're all taking the vitamin energy focus. So we know at least one player took some focus going to the Clemson game. You saw it happened out there. First ever clinically tested, clinically proven energy shot on the market that also has freaking vitamins in it, folks. VitaminEnergy.com, promo code is Bogo Warchamp B-O-G-O, all smushed together, no spacing. It's not case sensitive. You can do all caps, you can do all lowercase, however you want. Buy one, get one free over at VitaminEnergy.com. Accelerates your metabolism, supports weight loss, seven hours of energy. Uh, And it's all clinically proven and tested to reduce brain fog, enhance your mood. So what you waiting for? It's a little two ounce bottle. You take it wherever you go. Leave it in the office desk. Leave it in the car console. Uh, put some in the clear bag that your missus is bringing into the stadium. In case you need a little late night shot, because you want to go to recess and hang out with Brady Clark and Jermaine Johnson afterwards, everybody. Right. right. So. Uh,
0: and we might have some uh, exciting news down the pike, right, Asla? We can't give it away, but there's some stuff in the works. Yeah. With, uh, vitamin Energy. Yeah, yeah. that was a, that was a cool email to get.
1: Yeah, potentially uh, strengthening the partnership, strengthening the brand commitment yep. to one another. Uh, it'll be great if it all works out. We'll see how it goes. Gluten free, zero sugar, everybody. 260 milligrams of all natural caffeine. Shake it and take it it is energy with benefits vitaminenergy.com that promo code as always warchampbogo b o B-O-G-O. g o Thank you again, Z-Chan, for uh, dropping dropping bags on us. Appreciate it. Casey Owens inquires, do we root for Penn State against Ohio State? I know it helps our ranking now, but what happens if Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State beat each other and they all have one loss?
0: Yeah, that's going to be fascinating because only one of them can go to the Big Ten Championship game. And are they going to get a bump because they beat Iowa, um, you know, 20-0? to zero? I, I don't I don't do you know Iowa has the worst offense in the country total yards wise They're 133rd Really It's incredible It is absolutely incredible Um and that they're whatever they are 6 and 1 I mean I I don't know who their DC is but we should know him because he must be the best coach that's ever lived Um I don't know how that's going to work man I don't know why you'd root for Penn State over over Ohio State or vice versa Um I just know at the end of the year, if you have three Big Ten teams with one loss, I would, I, I guess I would assume the winner of Michigan, Ohio State is going, right? Like if Ohio State loses to Penn State, but then beats Michigan, and Penn State beats Ohio State but loses, well, yeah, then loses to Michigan. I think it comes down to Ohio State and Michigan again, which, you know, sucks for Penn State, but that's how that's how it usually works.
1: Phil Parker our friends in Iowa yelling at us the defensive coordinator for the Hawkeyes and yeah eastern michigan kent state akron ball state uh, programs that all have better offenses than iowa in terms of accumulating yards frankly every everybody because they are indeed last power it five is, program
0: and it's the head coach's son running mm. that offense mm. Mm.
1: let's treat them to a beer if we see them around town everybody let's let's not let's not mock uh, the the good Hawkeyes. Right. World needs farmers, y'all. World <laughs> needs farmers. Philip Morris, not the tobacco magnet. Right. We don't think. We don't think.
0: I wonder if he's still alive. I wouldn't think, right? I mean, Phil Morris been around for a long time. I'm going to look he's that gotta up. Be or,
1: there's still got to be one or two Phil's around, though, right? You know, he's got to have, you know, Phil Morris the fourth or something right, like that. Right. Sure. It's good. Why, why is it always over, under 13 and a half, 20 and a half? Why is it not just any decimal. Why can't I just be over under 20.1? He puts the over under at 13.6 with and without their quarterback, Riley Leonard. So
0: 13.6, what points? Oh, for Duke. Yeah. With or without. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Again, if you watch Leonard in the, in the two games that mattered, the two real games they played Duke are Notre Dame and Clemson. His numbers aren't good. He was below 50% in each of those games running the ball or sorry, throwing the ball, but he had huge runs. He ran, I think for, he might run for 80 yards in each of those games and he kept drives going. Um, And I just feel like you'd see more of the same where if he's playing, he might go 14 for 30, 15 or 18 for 35 or whatever. But if he's going 18 for 35 with 11 yards rushing, it's hard to envision them move them moving the ball much. Mm. Um, so, I get it. And so, my point being, a healthy Riley Leonard, you'd you'd be more worried. I, I don't know that uh, a one-legged Riley Leonard is is presents a huge amount of challenges for this defense. They'll actually love facing a quarterback that can't move, because that never happens. Um, and if he doesn't play, all of a sudden they got this. Scatback kid back there. Of course they do. Um, so it, you know, yes, I, that's probably a good number, I guess, but you never know. Punt returns, block punts, turnovers, crazy stuff happens. You blow a couple of coverages, which hasn't happened lately, but if it does happen, you just can't give this team free points, make them earn it. If you make them have to go down the field and earn what they get, they are not going to get a lot. But if you just happen to bust on a tight end in the middle of the field and you give them a free 80 yards or free 60 yards, that's how you get beat. Make them put together drives, not just one or two big plays like they did against NC State.
1: Yeah, I wonder what the calculus is for Elko because, I mean, sprained ankle ain't going to get – it'll get better, but it's never going to be right this season. You know, maybe when they play their bowl game it'll be right, but, you know, do you shoot them up and you're like, all right, man, Take us take us to the promised land here, but I texted you and Ira because I was trying to find some B-roll to use for the War Champ Report powered by Cummins of Duke, and they you know they did their little cinematic recap, kind of like you know much less right. production quality, but had Elko in the locker room before the NC State game, and he's like, listen, he's like, the path to Charlotte starts tonight, and beating NC you know, and making the team that we're playing tonight, which is NC State, we're gonna make them you know respect us for the next four hours, so you know, by winning their state. Yeah. So Florida state, obviously not in the same state as Duke. So I do wonder how much of that factors in them. Just like, all right, let's, let's just push and get the Louisville. And then we'll reassess from there. But um uh, even if they, you know, even if Henry Beeland plays, which I think we all anticipate is going to be the case, he's going to start, man. They're still going to, they're going to come in like a, like a pack of rabbit dogs mm. uh, because yeah, they're a good team, man. So they're not going to roll over. Noel Child, let's give him some theme music. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Thanks, Noel Child.
0: Thank you very much, Noel Child. Is that a first? I don't remember a Noel Child Be chiming like in it. on this show before. Welcome. I feel
1: like it is. Feel like it is. Thank you. Wake up. Are we now officially watching the KC and the Sunshine Band offense? Thanks to War for all the content. Go, Knowles Beat Duke. I
0: assume KC is for Keon Coleman.
1: Ah, okay. It took
0: me a minute too. Took yeah. me a second. Then I'm like, "That's got to be for Casey, uh, or sorry, for Keon Coleman." Um, Let's hope not. I hate that. What's their song? They're. Uh,
1: that's the way. Uh huh. Is oh that? Oh my it?
0: god! I think that's them and Funky White. Uh, play that funky music, White Boy. Is that Casey yeah. in the Sunshine Band too? Yeah. Yeah. Yikes! Um, we hear that occasionally at practice. We do. We do. Unfortunately, um, but yeah. Hey, man. That's the beauty of this offense, though, is uh, it was funny watching Elko talk about him. He didn't call him Casey in the Sunshine Band, but he's like, you know, Jordan Travis is playing an elite level and has been for the better part of two years. They have two wideouts and Wilson and Coleman that just get separation. They're big, tall guys that run fast. Uh, he's like, I've watched Jaheen Bell. I've had to I've, since we played against South Carolina, I know all about Jaheen Bell. They got two other tight ends that are really good, and they've got an offensive line that's played a ton of football. So Yeah, it's a complete team. It's a really good offense. I'm basically saying that, like, uh, uh, you know, and then they got other receivers they roll in that are just as good, which isn't true, but they do have impressive-looking receivers that they roll in in place of Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman. And I'm not trying to poor-mouth their backups. It's just, man, they're not Keon and Johnny because there aren't Keons and Johnnies.
1: Yeah. By the way, again, thanks, Noel Chow. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Somebody posted in the comments yesterday, Jameson Crowder.
0: Oh, yeah, that's who I was trying to think of, the slot kid. He, yeah. he played in, the, like, the 13-14 range. Yeah, he was good. He played in the league for a while. Yeah, I could not think of that kid's name.
1: Is he not in the league anymore? I thought he's still in the league.
0: Oh, he might be. I mean, that's, you know, there aren't many slot guys that stay around for 10 years, but he, he could be. I don't know. All right, well. He's not on my fantasy team. I know that.
1: Yeah. Uh, he's with the Commanders. Yeah. Okay.
0: So All right. So he's had a, like a nine or 10 year career.
1: Uh, drafted fourth round 2015 draft.
0: Yeah. All right. So. so ninth year. Good for him. All right.
1: Mike, what has been your favorite moment of the season so far?
0: Huh? Hmm. Second
1: half of the LSU game.
0: I'd say the face mask on Toa Feely to put the Eagles away. Like I, I, that's mostly joking, but they were pro. They they very well were going to lose that game if that doesn't happen. And then who knows where this season goes or if anybody has been smiling for the last month. Um. So yeah, I would say. I don't know, man. The 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 Deloach play. At Clemson, because we were there and just the the horror the screams um that came from that and then in overtime with the keon catch there's a, there's a lot to choose from they hey, what about the keon stuff he let he does a hurdle over the southern miss kid mm. the catch he made the other night the other day uh there's a lot to choose from man i don't know it's a good question yeah. oh and the miami fumbling it's mm. georgia tech mm, mm.
1: Marcus W, guys, if we're worried about Duke, we're not going to make it to the playoffs. Good teams don't worry about Duke. I don't care how good we think their defense is. Man, people are getting upset that we're showing any modicum of respect to Duke, like it's it's uh it's not going over well to a certain contingent of the crowd.
0: But number 1, the players are worried about Duke. Like I don't think you I, I don't I don't know if Marcus is talking to us or about the players, but obviously what we think about um this game has no bearing on the team or the playoffs. Like I think this game will be a challenge. I wouldn't say I'm worried, worried about it. They're 15 point uh, favorites, but you could lose this game. Uh, I'm kind of worried about all the games. I was worried about last week's game, Um, but you know what good teams do is they handle their business and uh, at home at night, um, Florida state will have, will have to not play well to lose this game, but that can happen. You weren't worried about BC either, man. And like I just said, you're a face mask away from losing that game. Um, and I think this is a good team. And I think this team can make the playoffs. And they were a face mask away against Boston College, who was a lot worse than Duke, from losing. So uh, I think good teams worry about every team they play. Uh, that's what made the 2013 team so unique, is they didn't just work. They went and bludgeoned everyone. It didn't matter. They took everybody seriously. And they, they were felt. They made the other team feel them and feel them early. Um, I you know this team has some of that. Obviously, they're not as talented, but yeah, it would be. Uh, I, I get you. I know he came back and said he's more worried about Florida. I am too, but we're not at Florida yet. Yeah. So it would be weird in in the middle of October to talk about how worried and concerned you are about the Florida game when you got a top twenty matchup this week.
1: I think Mike Sanders also that elk roundabout way. I guess with us showing the respect, maybe talking about some of the margins of victory. Uh, I guess he thinks that we're implying that we think Duke's better than LSU.
0: I mean, I just think that you can't play the transitive property game. Uh, no, I, I, I think, I think Duke's defense is a lot better than LSU's because LSU has one of the worst defenses in the country, it would appear. Uh, but Duke's offense isn't in the same stratosphere as LSU's. So I don't know. I don't know how you decide who's better than what. I think it would be a pretty close game uh, because I don't think LSU would just fly up and down the field against that team. I could be wrong. But look man, you can't play the transitive property game. Like, yeah, Florida State in the or in the in the Citrus Bowl, the way they played in the second half, you wouldn't be scared of anybody. But you haven't seen that for for, for the last, I don't know, 20 quarters. So you don't know exactly what you're going to get on Saturday, and you do know you're taking a big step up in competition from what you've seen the last 2 weeks. So, uh no, I don't think Duke is better than LSU. But I also don't think that just because you beat LSU seven weeks ago, that means anything this week. Yeah. If you come out and don't play well, you're going to lose. If you turn the ball over four times, you're going to lose. This isn't an this isn't a an unlosable game.
1: Yeah. I mean, you embarrass Southern Miss, but Southern Miss is embarrassing right now. Yes. Um, Good grief. This team, like like Corey, like you said, man, this team is better than the last two teams that you played. Syracuse is on a, on a downward spiral right now, Virginia tech might actually be on the upswing and you, you might've actually kind of limited them uh, and choked them out better than any other team will the rest of the season. But, you know, I know it was a kickoff return, but it happened, you know, Duke's got a better offensive line and a much better defense than Virginia tech. And if you can't execute crisp, you know, you'll find yourself in a game in the fourth quarter against a team that's veteran laden. So, I mean, that's, that's, no, we're worried about, like, those things can happen. Like, well, listen, and also,
0: I would say, if you want to go see what I think the prediction will be, my prediction will be, no. go watch the War Chant Report because that prediction doesn't um, actually scream of somebody that's worried about this game. Hmm. But I just know that you can lose this game. Yeah. Duke, Duke's a really nice challenge, man. I'm, I'm genuinely excited about this game. It's this a really good opportunity and a good challenge for Florida State.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, last two weeks were... Watching paint dry, uh, it's fun to win. Not taking it for granted, but having to sit there and not be able to like change. It, I wanted to change the channel. I'm sure you at home change the channel at some point. You came back to the game, but you, you change the channel for a few minutes. Can't Aslan do that he speaks
0: you're... for himself and only himself, gang. He does not represent everybody at Warchamp. I was I was enraptured. So you, you didn't were... Hakeem Williams baby that we you got to see Hakeem Williams.
1: I yeah, I did see that, but then I I didn't see um. Who's our guy like Tafasi got in. I didn't see that because I was going down to set up for the post game press conference so oh, I right. on that uh, Spartan 7248. My wife thinks I'm depressed because she's always hearing Aslan do the vitamin energy mood plus ads.
0: She's like, what are you listening to Then that- Yeah, I-, I got you. I got you. We did Spartan. the, focus.
1: We, did the fo- we did the focus today for you. Uh, we had you in mind there Spartan. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate it. Robbie's back. Any updates on Daryl Jackson's waiver? Uh, I asked your coach about it. Everybody uh, you did. He's still a little bit miffed, apparently said that, you know, we're still asking, we're still asking questions, not getting the answers maybe that we want, but yeah, it's, um, you know, playoff bowl game for sure. Anything before that would be a, would be a gift.
0: Be cool to have them for November. Be cool to have them starting like November 1st for the what's, what's ahead of you, which could be, well, it's definitely Miami and Florida and could be North Carolina too.
1: All right, let's... Ooh, Gary Barnes. Florida State's not going to score 40 against Duke because I believe they're going to score 50.
0: Man, I there love we. it. I love it. I hope it happens, gang. Oh. I hope I, I hope it happens. I hope this is the Maryland is a problem game. I hope it's 63 to nothing.
1: Wisdom from our friends over in Hawaii. Our guy, Ralph. Purdue killed number two Ohio State a few years back. Take no one lightly. That comes from a Marine, everybody. Just yeah. saying.
0: Yeah, wise words. And look at... It's college. It's just college football, man. Like, it, you, you, you uh, LSU made Auburn look like they didn't belong on the field with him, right? They on Saturday night, like, LSU just went up and down the field on that Auburn defense. And Jane Daniels looked like the best quarterback in LSU history. I see you, Joe Burrow. You're no JD. Uh, he I mean, was incredible. The whole offense was incredible, just flying up and down the field. That Auburn team was up on Georgia in the fourth quarter with the ball. It's just you from week to week, it 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 ebbs and flows, and you just hope, uh, you know, you're on a high, and Duke plays poorly, and you could put up 50 on them. They, I mean, these kids haven't been down two or three scores at all this season, so maybe they just pack it in and say our quarterback's hurt. We'll just we this we've had a good run. Let's go back and get ready for the next game. I don't foresee that because I really respect Elko, um, and I respect that defense, but it could happen.
1: Halston, we did this yesterday, but by all means, man, uh, we don't pay for the bandwidth, so we can do what we please. Halston says, can we talk about how good Renardo Green has been for us this year? Starting to look like we will see him on Sunday soon.
0: Yeah, I hey, definitely man. think he's an NFL player. I, I think that uh, he is always in the guy's hip. Doesn't mean he always makes the play, but he is always there. And I'm in knocking phase. on wood. In he's phase. in phase. I'm knocking on wood. Um, he's just a – he's a – a, You know, there's been two moments in this. Well, one, really, uh, he's made a bunch of really good plays, but we brought it up when it happened. But Shipley runs him over on the last play of the third quarter against uh, when when you're up in Death Valley. I think at that time it was already tied, but he runs him over. And then on the next play to start the fourth quarter. So, Renardo, you could say he got embarrassed, whatever. I mean, Will Shipley runs a lot of people over, and he outweighs them by 25 or 30 pounds. There's no shame in that. But he gets run over. He gets trucked by Will Shipley. The very next play, he tackles Shipley for a two-yard loss coming off the edge. That's Renardo Green, man. Hmm. You've just got to have dudes that compete. In this team, it might not be loaded with 13 talent. In fact, it isn't. But they do have dudes, the Deloches, the Bethunes, Azaria Thomas, Shaheem. These dudes really compete on that side of the ball, which is good to see. They're not the fastest, the best. They're not UGA 21, but they do have some competitors, man. Amen. Renardo chief among them.
1: Amen, man. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the holders from the uh, Taggart regime got him out of Wikiva. Wikiva? Wikiva? I don't know, somewhere outside of Orlando. Yeah, man, Renardo's been... I don't want to say uh, an absolute, oh, uh, the word escapes me right now, but we had we had expectations for him after we saw him in spring, and he's he's been living up to those. Revelations are what I was trying to look for, right? Because he hasn't come out of nowhere, but.
0: Well, because yeah. la- I feel like last year was the revelation, right? Like we yeah. did, he was never even talked about as being a potential starting cornerback. When we were doing all our top 40 stuff for the 2022 season, um, Azarie, well, whoever we talked about, I can't even remember at this point, Renardo wasn't a guy we thought, if he did start it, I didn't, we didn't even know if he's going to play corner for sure, and if he did, how much he would play, um, and he ends up being the best DB on the team, well, besides Jamie Robinson, and he's been the best DB on the team this year.
1: Quantrell knows, better cornerback, Renardo Green, Tony Carter. Ooh, push, I,
0: push. I mean, I feel like Tony, get, to this point, uh, Tony gave up a few more plays than Renardo has given up, but Tony was a very good college quarterback, too, and they threw at him a lot, and um, well, who was on Tony Carter's defense? I know he didn't have a Jared Verse and Patrick Payton coming off the edge to make quarterbacks get rid of the ball quick like Renardo does. Um, uh, Bunkley, Tony,
1: Bunkley, Ernie Sims.
0: Was Tony Carter? I know Carter played in like 06, right? Yeah, uh, Maybe that was his last year, or 08? Maybe 08. He was like 06 to 08. No, he was good. Tony Carter was like a three-year starter. Um, Yeah, you're right. It's probably, it could be a push.
1: Oh, shout out to our guy, Pete. There he is. Pete, if you go watch the uh, Warchant Report powered by Cummins, you'll see this prominently displayed behind the founder and administrator of Warchant.com, a one Gene Williams. He asks us, do you guys like the Fear the Spirit turntables?" Just want to know, thanks. Absolutely, Pete. Amen, brother. I'm glad you're watching. We showed it last week. Um so now I can put it on its rightful place and not have it mobile so that I can show it to you. That let yeah, you know where that are you going to put it.
0: that? Where are you going gonna...
1: to? I might just, I mean, I can mount it. I think I might just, maybe I'll just mount it there. I got a good That's solid. good. Plate. That
0: looks perfect right there. Yeah.
1: Oh, so maybe something like that. Yeah. See how it goes. Or maybe I'll put it on my my, my kitchen island so I can spin my spices when I am <laughs> a host. What would you like? Yeah. Papa.
0: You doing a lot of hosting these days? I'm
1: not. I'm not. Yeah. Remember when you and Stephanie used to come over and record the podcast and we would hang out like friends? Those were the good that? old
0: days, weren't they? They
1: were the good old days.
0: And then uh, COVID happened and I haven't been in your house since. You have you've even moved and I haven't been in yeah. your house. Now
1: You were here once when I had like wires and everything hanging out of my that's ceiling right. when the house is undergoing the renovation. But that's yeah, it's all ready to show off now. Come over sometime. We haven't spoke about this on the podcast. I've seen lots of questions about it. So now that it's in front of our face, I guess we can discuss a little bit here, Corey. I'll let let you uh, roam around on this one. Matter Daddy poses this. I know it's hard to say. Mm -hmm. Do you think we are missing Treshawn Ward?
0: You know, yes, because Rodney Hill has done kind of nothing for you through the first half of the season. But he's also been banged up. And he's back now, and I think he will be a part of uh, the offense. But um I thought Rodney Hill would have more of an impact through the first six games of the season because I know Trayshawn Ward would have. And I think Trayshawn was a a pretty good combination of Trey and Toa Feely. Like he's good out of the backfield, he could catch the ball, but he was also a hard runner up the middle. He's pretty tough to tackle, obviously not as big as Trey, but he ran really hard. And We've started to see that now to Trey, which is great to see. And you, you see it out of Toa Feely all the time. And that's what I want to see out of Rodney Hill once he gets back and going. But, yeah, I think you've missed that. I also think you've missed, like, another veteran in the backfield. Um, but you're also 6-0 and scoring 42 points a game. So, you know, you're not, like, in the desert just looking for a drop of water that's Trey Sean Ward. But it probably would have been nice to have him against B.C., would have been nice to have him maybe against Clemson. I think maybe he hits a couple of those runs that those guys didn't hit. Um, but you know, I wouldn't say, and what's weird, Aslan, I don't think he's I wouldn't say he's better than any either of those two guys. He's just different. He's a different type of runner, uh, a little more, you know, a little more burst into the hole, I think. Uh so, you know, I think you could have used that when you're when when I thought there were some holes that weren't hit in the first month of the season. So, yeah, I think you missed him. I don't know if you miss him anymore because I feel like this running game might might be about to get going again.
1: So there's not a Trayshawn Ward-sized hole in the soul of the Florida State offense? Correct.
0: So what's he done this year? He's got 177 yards?
1: No, up top right corner. 60 for 337, two touchdowns.
0: Okay, all right, yeah. So five yards to carry. All right. Five and a half. Go, 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 go Trayshawn. Yeah, man, good running back. Like, not, not a big kid, but physical. Um, hard to tackle hard, hard for the first guy to ever bring him down, um, has kind of a violent cut, have a, has a violent running style, even though he's not big. Yeah. I think, again, I think it goes back to, I thought Rodney Hill would be a, um, a reasonable facsimile of what you're going to get from Treshawn Ward, but Rodney Hill hasn't had an impact yet because of injuries and, and other, I guess, you know, just tough moments where you didn't want to get him in the game.
1: Our guy, Wes. Says he won't make it up until Saturday morning, so we won't see him at the CP. Wonders if we'll be at Indigo for the pregame show. Unlikely? Just logistics don't set up well, Wes, for us to go cover the game and then go to Indigo. But you'll, we'll be there in spirit, as always.
0: Right. As- and, uh, yeah, no, I won't be there for that one. Uh, I think Ira and I rotate, so it's mm-hmm. his turn. Uh, oh, so God. I'll be there for the uh, North Alabama game.
1: Be a grouch, kids. Then you'll get out of having to go to events like that if you're me.
0: Mm, amen.
1: MyBookie.ag. Promo code is WordChant. Use it when you sign up for the first time. We get an instant cash deposit bonus. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Live betting, in-game, futures, live casino, all kinds of sports. Look at that on your screen. Rugby, water polo. It's insane.
0: You can bet on awesome. water polo? Yeah.
1: I mean, hey. When you're chasing bets, you're chasing bets. Right Doesn't
0: that feel like the, the, the if you could ever, like, impact a sport, just go find the three best water polo players on some team and buy them off, and then you'll get rich. Water polo players don't make any money. They'd love to have, a, you know, a $5,000 check. Hey, man, just throw this one off the goalie's face. Quit, quit scoring.
1: Thoughts on... Boston College at Georgia Tech, Corey. Boston College getting four and a half. The UCF line, which I was very curious about, not curious, but interested in, has now uh, tightened up from 19 and a half to 17 and a half. Mm. Uh, But I think I told you guys to take maybe the over on that one. Um, So Boston College, which team do you think is going to be more legit by the end of the year? Boston College or Virginia Tech? Which win is going to look better for Florida State? As the CFP meets and, and discusses resume,
0: I think they'll be very even. Uh, I, I I think they'll both be about five wins, uh, but the, they you know at least you didn't beat Virginia Tech by two. Mm-hmm. I don't is Boston College at home?
1: No, it's in Atlanta. It's in yeah. Atlanta,
0: right? Um, I would take Georgia Tech in that one. Okay. Week off after their magical win, it almost I mean it really does seem like Bowling Green is an just a crazy anomaly. Like mm-hmm. they. They were up big on Louisville. They won a couple of other games, even though I know they got really lucky to beat Miami because Miami's coach is a is a goof. Um, they played with Miami the whole game. They intercepted Van Dyke three times. It was twenty to seventeen, um, which was surprising. So I would uh, I, I like Georgia Tech in that one.
1: Head to mybookie.ag with you uh, with your picks that you feel good about. Everybody be a winner. It's fun to win. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Did it make sense what I was saying about Sean, Like, I don't think you miss him now necessarily if Rodney Hill's back, but I think you could have used him that first month. Because they didn't trust Rodney Hill at the end of the Boston College game. But Trey Benson wasn't running well, and Toa Feely had just fumbled, so he was probably – his confidence was a little shot. I think a senior veteran like Treshawn Ward in that moment, when you need to grind out a couple of first downs, I think he'd have been the guy that could have hit the hole a little harder, bounced off somebody, and turned a four-yard gain into a nine-yard gain and wasn't worried about fumbling like Toa Feely was. It would have run harder than Benson was running back then. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, you're not in a darkened room with like a fifth of Jack listening to like Waylon Jennings missing Trayshawn right. Ward, but it's you know you catch a look at somebody like oh that reminds me of my ex I'm like ah oh, good times mm. you know well, well said that kind of that kind of gotcha. forlornness. Last few ones: Quantrill knows Corey. Who do you hate more, the cheating Astros or the dirty Phillies?
0: You know, it's a great. Great question, Quantrell. Um, it used to be the Phillies. It should always be the Phillies. Um, I'm tired of playing Bryce Harper. I don't know why he couldn't go to the American League or go to Korea. Um, but I hope I hope all fan bases, especially in Philadelphia, learned a lesson. Have you been – you know, the Trey Turner was their big signee in the offseason. A great player. Um, he really struggled the first couple, three months of the season. And did you see what the Phillies did for him? Like that one day in like June or July, I don't remember exactly what day. Instead of booing him and throwing batteries at him, they all gave him, every time he came up to bat in this one game, they all gave him a standing ovation and cheered like maniacs. Like he was uh, Mike Schmidt returning. Um, But instead, they just went, went completely against who they are as people and who they are as fans. And like, you know what? This hasn't been working for a hundred years. Let's try something else. Let's be positive and not negative. And look what they got. They now, I don't understand what's going on in Philadelphia with that crowd. It's incredible. It's like a uh, Cameron crazies. It's its Duke basketball. They stay in the whole game. They are an incredible fan base. Those people make a ton of noise. So, I know it's probably blasphemy to other Braves fans, but I I would definitely take the Phillies over the Astros, and I kind of want the Phillies to win the whole thing because I think those fans deserve it. They've been so awful, they've been awful people for so long, and treated their athletes horribly, um, that that they finally rallied up and it's like, you know what, we're going to turn over a new leaf. And I think it's a great lesson for all of us. Aslan, you're not you're not beholden to what you've always been. It's never too late to change. They made a change. They started cheering Trey Turner, and now they're going to go win the World Series.
1: I've seen the way you change, the way you feel about me, <laughs> and the way I feel about you.
0: Another Philadelphia great.
1: You know? So I, you it know, all
0: ties together.
1: <laughs> and by the way, the Astros can just stop making the playoffs altogether. I mean, golly, they just keep... Yeah, they never stop. Together. They never stop.
0: They're going to end up winning that series somehow, Getting down, losing two, two games at home. They're going to end up winning the thing.
1: So, I'll be going to Pittsburgh with Irish O'Fell. We will not be driving. (laughs) JB, Null 76, how can I meet the great Corey Clark at Wake Forest? So, I think, Corey, I I think you might be going to Winston-Salem since I'll be in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, I definitely am going to Winston-Salem. Already got the hotel. Uh, I'll be there Saturday before the game, probably hanging out. I guess we'll know. I'll have better information, JB, um, once we know the time of the game. But uh, I'll be, I don't know, hang out by the media gate. <laughs> like, like, like kids hang out with by the players gate, hang out by the media gate. You can see me, I guess, a couple hours before the game.
1: I'm glad Quattro on those brought it up. You talked yes. about throwing batteries. I, I, I might be mistaken here, but I don't think I am. I think battery throwing was, is your, your ladies people. I think the Browns fans are the ones that threw batteries one time. No,
0: Philadelphia's yeah. definitely done it too. It's it's okay. a northwest midwestern thing okay. or northeast midwestern thing, but they both done it. Yeah, Philly is notorious, as Quantrell points out here on the show, for booing Santa Claus, which they yeah.
1: did. They booed Santa, and they also cheered when like Mike Michael Irvin was down, like maybe possibly paralyzed.
0: I also um, think I am mean, I could. I might be completely making this up, but like they had a they had a uh, a wives softball game before one of their games and they all booed Darren Dalton's wife after she struck out. I think I maybe I just dreamed that, but it fit right in, wouldn't it? I, I hope it didn't happen and I just made that up.
1: Um I haven't read any of this last thing out. People asking about the Harbaugh, Michigan. I'm a huge Jim fan. I love me Jim Harbaugh. Love Jim Harbaugh. If there was if there was an Olympic sport of American football, Jim Harbaugh would be our head football coach for the entire country.
0: Oh uh, no, no. No. Anyway.
1: Stealing signs though, man, that's that's a sin. That's like an unforgivable sin in my book, man. Really disappointed. I haven't read anything up on it. Have you, Corey? Do you have any opinion? No, about-
0: I haven't read it, but uh I it's not it's not stealing signs like maybe you guys are thinking, where it's like you deciphered their little billboards with Santa Claus, my, a picture of Santa Claus, a picture of a triangle. That's that's all fair game. If you can decipher what those th- what those billboards are that are holding up, like in the championship game against Auburn, th- that you know if you can dec- well they didn't really decipher it, they just knew the play calls but that's on Jimbo. Yeah,
1: that's
0: Change right. your play calls if you know Damian Craig's on the other sideline. Um, so if you can do that, I think that's just gamesmanship. That's fair game. It's like being able to steal a sign from a catcher or know what a hit and run is for the third base coach because he's not good with his uh, indicator or he's not good with all his dummy signs, whatever. This is different because I think this was you were scouting um what wow, I saw it on Twitter, but I can't remember exactly what they were doing. I thought it had to do with like radio, like you were mm. actually listening in on the headset, which uh is not good. Uh I, I could be wrong and it's also alleged at this point, but it's not just as simple as you deciphered their signs. It's uh the the accusations are uh, you know, much more malicious than that than just, oh, we deciphered their signs. This means run. this No, it's they they went above and beyond what you're supposed to do.
1: Yeah, yeah it broke my heart, man. Can't believe Jim would do that. Uh, well, we don't know. It's alleged, right? right? It is alleged, right? And we gotta can't do uh, libel or whatever it's called. All right, that's a wrap for us. We went over 7 o'clock. Sorry about that, Corey. Uh, you're good. But it's fun times, hanging out there. My, Ar- right? my
0: Arby's got cold. <laughs> just kidding. i got to go order dinner.
1: Uh, thanks to Josiah back there as well, helping us out, uh, sort through all these questions. Let me make sure we got to uh, all of them there. Yeah, we did. Uh, thanks to Hogwatcher. Yeah, Hog. Noel Child. Okay. Z-Chan. Uh, used to Used to like keep... Thomas Giddings. Can't forget T. Old, Giddy.
0: Oh, T. Gids.
1: Yeah, I think that's everybody. And then our guy, his name already escapes me, but the, the fellow who made us the uh, turntables, Pete. Pete turntable yeah. Pete. Turntable Pete, thank you as well, man. Thanks to all you for being here, hanging out with us. Go check out the War Chant Report powered by Cummins if you want more insight into the Duke-Florida State game. We've got Dave Harding, who's the actual radio analyst for Duke, played ball for Duke, I think lost to Florida State in the ACC Championship game, Duke. Coach Speak should be up for your listening, viewing pleasure. Full matchup analysis over at WarChant.com. Matt Lassere going through every segment, boom, 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 all that kind of good stuff. And don't forget live happy hour five to six o'clock over the corner pocket bar and grill. I, Tom and I maybe will try to combine into being a fraction of what Jeff Cameron is, but Corey will be there. Yep. Pre-game show Hotel Indigo doors open four o'clock. Live show starts at four thirty, and then the post-game show ten to fifteen minutes after the game, right on WarChain TV, our YouTube channel. Hit the thumbs up, please. Come on, everybody, one time. Do it from one time. That
0: was a lot. We we do a lot. We put out a lot of content.
1: Hey man, we try. We try. For Corey over there and Josiah back there, I'm Aslan. Thanks for watching this edition of Wake Up, Board Champs, out by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill and our friends over at vitaminenergy.com.